Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome back, everyone. General Fantasy Analysis. Wasn't this just a terrific game of rugby league football? The Cowboys going down for the eighth game in a row. After winning 6 of 8 in that middle period, they had just absolutely fallen off a cliff. And the Tigers are a much-needed win for them, their morale, just just their club <laughs> in general. So um, both two teams that are really in dire straits as, as clubs. I know, thankfully, Cowboys have had a few re- like really, really strong good years, which has kind of saved them from being that, like, I don't know, the, the laughable club like the Tigers have been in the moment. But, yeah, 24-16 win for Tigers, another big score for Adam Dewey. What's Adam doing with 85 points? Four goals, one try assist, you know, 27 tackles for two misses. Awesome uh, in the sixth roll. 120 metres gained and 312 kick metres. Really, you know, only six in the negatives is awesome for him. And he's been on an absolute tear. He's up to 750k now and, and is only going to you know, skyrocket even further over the next bunch of weeks. And a shout out to TK for asking me to wear the singlets in winter. It's out today. Alex Twal, 69 in his 73 minutes. He's been... Really, really good the last you know bunch of weeks. They're playing really big minutes. So, again, with him all year, this was the potential that he had if he was able to get big minutes, but then he was getting 40 and 50 and stuff like that uh, in terms of minutes and not able to do that role. If you hold on to Luke Brooks all year, I don't think you fared too poorly. You know, 136K he's made and averaging 54, and he's pretty much played every game. So he's actually been one of the real solid players who, yeah, again, he hasn't been missing for injury, suspension, all that sort of stuff. And that's things you've got to you know keep in you know, take into account when you're selecting a lot of these guys that yes he's he might be someone that's you know not the top sort of five or six in their position but really he his his most important thing is just him being on the park and even if you look at someone like Moses and we've selected you know a lot of a lot of us think us in our people score we traded Brooks for for Moses as like a small upgrade and it's probably backfired on us you know Moses didn't go very well this week but he's also missed a bunch of games and and, yeah, obviously you can't predict that. But these are the things you've got to think about going into next season for sure. Stefano Utikamanu with 53. Only 41 minutes this time, but a nice try there. So he's been awesome, as we've been talking about. Dearden, who's you know done fairly well for those that have picked him up. Uh, with 52. Sean Ball with 51. I tipped him to get 50. 
got one over that in updates, which was really cool. But 314k, he could be an interesting one for play for people this week who, <clears throat> sorry, who only have like one or two trades left. And you know, if you're sitting with two, maybe you can downgrade someone to go up to Cleary, or you can just you know straight swap a non-player for Bloor, who's going to score 50 um, in in a big minute roll. <coughs> so. He's been really cool. Leilua with a lesser game this week. Obviously, the two turnover tackles really helped him. But other than that, he would have had a you know close to a 40 score, which wouldn't have been ideal. But yeah, if you're selecting him uh, over a current or those kind of guys, then he didn't fare as well, but he did better than uh, if you picked up a Radley, for example. All right. Uh, in terms of anyone else who's really important, we've got uh, Lukey, who got 42 in his 69 minutes. He was solid enough without being spectacular. If you own him, then you got a decent score there. Anyone else in the list here? Not really anyone fantasy relevant. Simpkins back. He's going to be really cheap next year if he happens to get a big role somewhere, but we'll be wary of, of his uh, point-scoring ability. So onto the... It's probably the most controversial game of the week and, and really seeing how far Eels have fallen off a cliff. We thought that they'd... You know, to add Eagles winning 13-plus. Also had Harper to score with Jabojevic, and that didn't happen, unfortunately. The only back... The only one on the back five that didn't score. But, yeah, he's what it is. Ruben Garrick, he's been incredible this year, hasn't he? he had, you know, he's almost stayed at the same price as you know when I was saying that he wasn't a good buy. I think he was about seven hundred and forty or seven fifty at the time, um, a little bit less before you know, when he first started. You know, his bit of a run, but he's kind of maintained that fifty odd point average. And kudos to him. Like it's very similar to the left edge of uh, of the bunnies, just with how how strong they are. But five line breaks, eight goal, eight goals, three tries, and and a try assist there. Spectacular. And so was Tommy. 83, if you captained him, obviously went off six minutes early, but yeah, he did everything he needed to do, a try and four tries, this just to add to his list of incredible things that he's been doing at 994k. DC with eight at, eight at 888 now, a little bit cheaper after a couple of lower weeks, and when we say lower weeks, it's you know, a 59 and a, and a 50 odd there, but didn't have to do too much. You know, a lot of the work was done on the edges, so he's got the one try assist and a couple of line break assists to go along with you know, he's 17 tackles of 412 kick metres. So 59 for him, you take every day of the week. Isaiah Papali'i, only 53 minutes and playing through the middle this time. No attacking stats was the reason and the lack of running metres. <clears throat> so with, with Manly having so much of the ball, he didn't get his opportunity. And that's completely fine. We don't have to worry about him. Obviously, there's only a few weeks left, but yeah. Uh, she'll start with 34. Didn't have to do too much. Again, only a couple of line break assists, four, four tackle breaks, less tackles being, you know, them dominating. And 91 metres is pretty pretty normal for him, to be fair. So a bit of a lower one. Didn't have to get involved too much. There was a lot of just passing out to the boys on his left edge uh, to go to, to run away and score really well. So, yeah, again, she'll stay here just playing in the rest of the year, really. Hoping for a 50-odd each week. Madison, this was the killer. So the send-off was uh, was big. So he's on 45 in his 62 minutes. Just just truck, trucking along really well with the tri-assist there. He's 94 metres, 29 tackles, and, and gets sent off, and it looks like he should be out for a bunch of weeks, and that'll that'll kill his season. So, yeah, very painful at 689k to lose him for the season and, and, and lose about 20 points there that you would have you know, would have been able to get and, and improve our ranking points. And I, I know a lot of people actually brought him in this week, so sorry to all those guys that did that, unfortunately. And the other one there that's a little bit of annoying for us is, is Joey Lussick, who I decided to bring into my team, which allowed me to bring in Josh Jackson, who absolutely killed it, but... Lustig with 33, 54 minutes was the worry, uh, was the issue, sorry, and, and thinking he'd be getting closer to 80, you know, maybe a 70 at worst. It was a very, very, I suppose, frustrating. Um, and, and the fact that they didn't have the ball at all. He had no, no opportunities for attacking stats, and 
he's very, very lucky not to have any missed tackles. When you, know, when you look at the bloke below him uh, having six missed tackles, uh, Lussie kind of you know, got away with it half okay. There's a lot of time just waiting for the ball to be you know, kicked through the goals um, and then a, and then a, re, you know, a repeat set for the um, for the attacking side. So, yeah, not much for Lussie there. You'd imagine he's going to improve against a lesser team, but we'll, uh, we'll have to wait and see. With that one, I suppose you know, the next thing with Moses is that 31 is really, really poor, obviously. But, you know, the six missed tackles, the one error... Kicking meters was completely fine and still ran the ball, 71, 71 meters there, but just no attacking stats and obviously no goals to go along with that. Um, Glenn Gutherson was actually kicking this time, so it's not ideal for Moses' uh, efforts going forward. But for him against, you know, uh, who they have Manly, who's next? You have to make me look, aren't they? Who is next for the Eels guys? That's the real question. Get a wrong turn, next person while we're waiting. Um, yeah, I said Harper with a, with a lower one. If you if you're holding him, that's painful. Marcus Sivo with a seven, unfortunately, so that's no good. Uh, fixtures: Who are the Eels got to finish? Can they even win a game to finish off the rounds? All right, Cowboys. So we should have yeah. They, you'd expect a good score from Moses this week, but then maybe a couple of shockers. Not shockers, but I, I wouldn't expect huge ones against the Storm and the Panthers. Just with how much they're getting dominated. Like, you know, most of the games are either winning or they're right in the contest. Whereas this, lately, they've just been getting hammered. So, depends if the, the Storm rest a few people or not. But they should still get beat pretty bad against the Storm. And then and then see how the Panthers go in that last round if Cleary plays or anything like that. But, yeah, a real um, interesting time for if you're owning a lot of Eels players. They were doing really well and, and now they're not. So, yeah, frustrating as we've been saying. And if you're an Eels fan, it's you know obviously makes it even worse. Warriors and the Dogs, twenty four to ten. It's really, really happy to see yeah the Warriors actually playing well and, and three on the trot for them with a couple of outstanding scorers uh, in their squad led by Curran and and uh, and Ewan Aiken over the last bunch of weeks. You know Joshy was absolutely in everything in the middle there. Six it was sixty fifty nine in base in the tackles and meters gained and actually ball playing a fair bit. Able to get three line breaks, a try assist, and a try. He was special, um, 97 points to boot and 79k in rises. So he's still fairly cheap and I think is a really solid option if you need someone that little bit cheaper, which we saw with Josh Jackson as well to get pretty much, I think it's his highest score of the year with 81. 58 tackles for no misses, two turnovers, one one strip, I believe, uh, 151 metres game. It was just a special game for, for their captain and, and leader, but yeah, they just don't have much in attack, do they, at all, the dogs, unfortunately. You see you and Aiken just getting through plenty of work too. 54 in base and four tackle breaks. No no, uh, no negatives there. He was special as well. Tavanga was 64. Fanua Blake was 63. Both really, really good. Um, Fanua Blake, a lot of people have. And, and getting those big minutes and, and 212 run meters is, is you know, without a, a silly amount of attacking stats, he's he's really, really good for anyone's side at 640. So really a bunch, of, a bunch of guys with Lodge being out, really stepping up through the middle there with, with Karen, Fanua Blake, and also Aiken just, you know, the more chance he gets his hands on the ball is going to be better for him, which he sometimes misses out on in the centres, and then he gets to tackle a lot more in the in the back row. So he's been really cool in that position. Surprisingly, um, moving along, Ryan James played pretty solidly uh, in his first game at moving over, and obviously at Horsburgh as well. Um, Bailey's a solid little player, isn't he? He um, just does his job, runs the ball a little bit, does a little bit of kicking. I suppose it's just hard when there's not much around you. At this stage, Reese Walsh with a try and a try assist. So again, that's not running the ball a lot and didn't kick as much this week. So we see a, a CHT there. He's um, 
yeah, that left foot on the left on the left edge that they need to kick, and and Walsh doesn't have to do that as much anymore. Just the one big kick this week, but the four goals, he's a solid goal kicker as well. So he's doing okay, not not spectacular, but we you know we take his score. And same with Avrilo, thirty four in a beaten side, no attacking stats, one goal, sixty four meters. So if you'd like him to run run the ball a little bit more, but when he's playing that seven role, he's a bit hit and miss on how much he runs it. Um, yeah, Horsburgh said was busy. He got four offloads for him, which is something they really need. That little bit of broken play to get them going, uh, but didn't help them too much. And he picked up two tries. And Cody Nicarima is getting really, really cheap. So look, look to him to if he starts in a seven roll, uh, certain time. It won't be next year, I imagine, with the Warriors. But if he ends up moving, I'm not sure what uh, what his signing situation is. But yeah, keep an eye on that one if you're thinking about Nicarima for next year because he was really, really solid in that seven roll. Um, and was a keeper-level player, that you're averaging like 54 for for the majority of the season there. Alrighty, Sharks and Knights. Obviously, it was a pretty... Uh, it was an okay game, to be fair. Back and forth. A couple of penalty goals, getting close, you know. Um, Barnett just being really, really strong on that edge. I think he's, I think it's his position. I don't know what you guys think. I think he runs a good line. And, you know, can, can pick up a meat pile too, you know, every second or third week. And, you know, having him and, and Tyson Frizzell on... On either edge, I think, is, is really solid. I think he's better than Fitzgibbon. Um, and then playing Watson through the middle, I think, you know, it was good to see him on the park for a lot you know, a lot more minutes than usual. But Braden Trindrell, if you've, if you've had him from the start, he's done really well. Another 60 without doing too much. You know, 20 tackles yes, and, and 16 points in, in kick metres. Running the ball as well. Can't really complain with that. Toby Rudolph was solid. Ramian with 59 with one try. Again, just showing why he's one of the premier centres in the game without having to do too much. Obviously, just a, you know, a quick one-on-one beat um, to score the try, and then just really solid work around that. Jack Williams has actually been really, really good. I think he's improved a lot since last season. We all picked him up as that uh, that sort of slight mid-range player that was going to play big minutes in the middle and, and score really well, and it just didn't, didn't turn out to be. He just didn't play very well. But I definitely think he's improved a lot this season. If you had to hold on to Braley this time, then you picked up 54 with 50 tackles for him. Again, falling off the cliff, unfortunately. Connor Watson, 51 in his 58 minutes. So solid through the middle. Good tackling, as, as always. Three tackle breaks, 90 metres. So we'll take that for sure. Um, if you're holding on to him, we need a, a decent score there. Ponga was really solid. 10 tackle breaks, 180 metres. So 48 just in that, but no no tries, this or tries. So, you know, to get a 48 without doing without scoring any anything uh, attacking-wise, I think was really solid. And four missed tackles for a fullback is, you know, not not usual for when they're not getting smashed. Like if you get to beat thirty or forty to ten, then you know you're going to be last line of defense a fair bit. But uh, yeah, we 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 can expect them to be better than they were. They didn't play very well, and and hopefully he can score better. Bradman Best is so good to watch, and he's he's a real special talent at, at what nineteen or twenty or whatever he is now. If he can just keep it on the park. I think he's going to be really really good. He, if you get him one on one, he's he's uh, very very hard to stop. Peace was okay without being spectacular as well. Forty six. Frizzell with 42, just wasn't as involved as much in attacking positions as well. They didn't really put him in the right position. I just I said they, they were a bit clunky, the Knights, and Frizzell plays his best when, when they're on a, on a nice roll. You see from the start of the season, he was up around that 800k mark. He was one of the best you know, second rowers in the game, and you can see by his average of 57 as to what he's been doing. But yeah, it's pretty crazy what, what that means, because if he's averaging 57, that's, a, that's an 800k player, and... Yeah, to see him at 620 means that his last bunch of rounds hasn't been very good at all. Clifford was okay. Kurt Mann was solid in the centers. Kind of Tracy, kind of Tracy doing his thing. Talakai in there as well. Uh, in terms of anyone else, so did anyone hear about um, 
did everyone hear about Fafita and and you know get putting getting put into an, an induced coma? So we hope that hope that he's okay. Uh, wasn't in a good way after he got hit in the throat. So sounds like he's okay. Um, but yeah, if you're looking at uh, Lukey Metcalf, I think he's um, really solid, really fast boy out of um, a couple. You know, a good run out of dummy half. And what about the strip that the Barnett did on him? I know he was like kind of falling over and obviously wasn't thinking about hold, as you know, holding the ball as tight, but just the the beautiful steal from from Barnett. That was a big turning point in the game. But I liked um, little Matt Calf coming on and, and and making an impact. I think he was is solid without doing too much. But yeah, guys, that's the um that's the last four games of the round. Let me know what you thought of round twenty two. There's a lot going on: suspensions, the injuries. Um, there's some talk that Tommy Jabovich might not be out for more than one week. He might we might get him back for the last couple. There's there's talk of him asking Des to let him play because he's got through training and. They reckon it's not a fracture, so we'll have to wait and see what that means for him and and his ability to get on the park and and if he's if and if he is out for the majority of weeks and he don't have any trades, it's really painful. If you do have some trades and you can really get anyone in the game apart from Cleary, uh, unless you have some money in the bank. So yeah, good luck with your trades if you have any. But if you don't, thank you very much for continuing to watch and and hopefully learning something because yeah, every week we learn something new for next year to get better. I know every year I'm, I'm learning with this game. I've been playing for a long time, but yeah, there's always something different or you know, the rules changing or something like that. So let's follow that over the last few rounds, and I hope your team you know, hobbles their way to the finish pretty well. Uh, if you're still playing head-to-head, good luck in your what three to go. So there's a second semi, uh, you know, top top six, I imagine now. So yeah, good luck with that, and we'll catch you in the next one. We're going to analyze the people's squad and also my team, guys. See you later. Have a good one. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.